All right. This time, NASCAR uh, will start on the Daytona 500, which to me was a very boring race. You know, typically you have people trying to get to the front, people trying to ride around, maybe create a third lane sometimes. But with these cars, it almost seems like they're almost too scared to pull out and do anything because they're going to lose positions. I mean, you saw plenty of drivers that pulled out into a third lane, and then all of a sudden they're in the very back. You know, they, they have no chance if they pull out and try anything. So they're completely content with riding double file all around this track for all 500 miles and just hope that people wreck out. It is kind of what it seemed like to me watching the Daytona 500 this year. Well, it's the, uh, it's the transcending of what NASCAR has become. Um, they have taken the individual driver capability away from the drivers. Uh, by making all these cars exactly identical, exact same specs. Uh, and we haven't seen in several years now cars that start out as a mid-pack car or a back-end car and they work their way to the front by the end of the race. It's now basically survival of the fittest out there. And that means if your car's junk at the start of the race, it's going to be junk at the end of the race. Yeah, because um, you have nowhere to go. I mean, even you, if you do, you know, back back before, I mean, it seems like just a couple years ago, but back before, if the car got fixed in pits or, you know, something to that effect, or the car finally started coming to the driver, depending on how the rubber got laid down on the track, that car could start marching to the front. It seemed like, to me, the only car that was marching anywhere was Jimmy Johnson. You know, other than those drivers that are up front, they just all kind of kept swapping first and second place spots. But to me, Jimmy Johnson was the only car that was moving, and Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch was moving. And you saw how that finished for him, finished for both of them. They both got wrecked out. Well, and that's typically what Daytona becomes. It becomes almost a demolition derby, so to speak. Uh, you know, like I said, they've gotten the sport to where they don't allow the individual drivers. Yeah, all to, the cars are the same. Yeah, and, and I think there's a reason why we watched in a four or five year span all the top drivers vacate the sport. Yeah. Um, they saw this coming and you know, it's almost like... Well, I mean, the the driver does still matter to a certain degree, but not like when me and you were going to races. It Back when we were going, the top drivers found their way to the front no matter where they were in the field. Well, that was because of the driver capability. Yeah, they, now, now it's the car puts a limitation on how good the driver can actually be. Right. If I if I need to be an aggressive driver, I can't be because the no, car will No, cuz we'll not, turn. It we'll won't wreck. be conducive to my style. Yeah. And the cars are so aero condensed that if you get aggressive and you start pushing or someone pushes you, that air can literally turn that car completely around and you're going to wreck. You know, you're going to you're going to mess that car up just trying to be aggressive. You know, when back then, you could beat, beat and bang, push, you know, kind of shove your way through and get to the front. I mean, Tony Stewart style, 
That's how Tony would race. You know, hell, that's kind of how like Clint Boyer would race. They kind of push their way to the front. But now you can't really do that because if you do, you take a chance that you're going to wreck and you're most likely going to wreck whoever it is that you're bumping into. Well, and that's because the aerodynamics of the car are so much more important now. Yeah. Uh, you, you bend the car a slight bit, you're losing yeah. horsepower. Um, I mean, you, you saw it in uh, the clash. What was it? Daniel Suarez that was behind, uh, was it Kyle Busch? Mm-hmm. I think he so. was behind him and was sitting there bumping him, bumping, bumping. And all he did was take a slight turn to the right, which should not have turned that car around, but the air drug the back of Kyle Busch's car and just slung him around and he wrecked. You know, to me, I don't, I like the new car. I like the way that it races, the way that it moves, and I like how it's a tight bunch, but I don't like how the air has so much play when it comes to those cars because it should be the driver not the arrow that is causing things in the in the race you know the driver should dictate who gets to the front not because i put too much air on you by pulling up too close to your back bumper well i think they you know the nascar has made so many rule changes in the last 10 to 15 years that yeah. they're wanting to take the predictability equation out of the out of the sport but that's what racing is racing is the better drivers are going to find their way to the front or should yep. find their way to the front and the you know and every year now we're watching a driver that wins the daytona 500 you know that probably shouldn't be winning it and yep. everybody all of a sudden has hope for this driver like he's He's accomplished something, and he has. He has. He's won the Daytona 500, but which then, is the biggest race. But then it becomes their only win in their yeah. careers, or it becomes... Well, I mean, it. what it does is it just shows that only those plate drivers can win, you know, and that's their only win. Granted, right. granted, the Daytona 500 is arguably the biggest race of the year for... Drivers, but really, it's well, only it it's only NASCAR. it's only a money thing. It's not really the biggest race because on points that race means just the same as Texas. That race means just the same as Las Vegas. That race means just the same as Coda. It doesn't matter on points, but money wise, because what do they win? Like two million dollars for winning that race? No, it's at least over a million. But it's the most. I know it's more than that because the All Star race NASCAR. is a million. Yeah, I think it's, it's the most I think it's like two million, race. but it's the most watched race because it's the Super Bowl of NASCAR. Right. Granted, and I actually should put that race at the end. That's what I think. Uh, and here's here's another thing I think. Well, kind of going off topic, but with NASCAR, you know, the way that they've done it now with the playoffs, they move through the playoffs. They have 16, 12, 8, 4 championship, right? I think the championship race, <clears throat> which has been in what, Phoenix the past few years? In Miami, maybe? Yeah, it's moved around a few places. It needs to move track to track every year. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And that would be good for NASCAR because let's say it moves to Texas. Texas is always a pretty big race. I mean, as boring as that race typically is, there's always a pretty good turnout, especially now. 
you know, especially with like the all-star race, you know, I've, I've gone to every, every Texas NASCAR race in the past eight years. And there's always a decent turnout. Now, when it was the all-star race, there was a big turnout. A ton of people showed up. It looked like back in the day when me and you went and those stands were just packed. Yeah, you know? it was definitely. Uh, That's how it was. But I think move the championship race around because certain drivers can dominate certain tracks. And when you put those drivers on those tracks, if they just so happen to be in the final four, they're going to win no matter what because it's a track they dominate at. You know, move it around. Hell, Bristol's going to be one year. Texas will be one year. Those tracks will sell out like crazy if they know it's going to be the championship race. You know? Well, it's, uh, it, you know, like I said, that NASCAR has tried to play with the rules so much in these last 15 years or so. Uh, I think that's one reason why they've lost so many fans um, and they've lost so many drivers uh, that's gotten out of it. Um, they, you know, they're not, they're doing themselves a disservice. The, 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 you know, they're not garnering new fans. They're mm -hmm. garnering the old nostalgia that's hanging yeah. on. And, and, and they're the ones complaining, you know, well, and there's certain sports that dominance helps the sport uh, for a while. And without that, you know, uh, just like when Jimmy Johnson was dominating when he was winning championships, he was winning two, three, you yeah. know, they seven championships in 10 years. They changed or the whole game to try and beat him. Well, they, they changed it because they thought that was going to garner more fans. What they found out that dominance was holding the fans. Yep. And once they started making the rules, I mean, changes, in all honesty, he kept dominating even when they changed it. Yeah. They had to change. The, they had to change the rules what three times to finally beat him. Well, because of what I, he won you know, five championships in a row. Well, but there again, are, you know, were they changing the rules to stop Jimmy Johnson, or were they changing the rules to try to make it more? Well, I think they were trying to make it more interesting, but at the same time, making it more interesting in their eyes had to be stopping Jimmy Johnson because, I mean, and yet I was work. even the same way. I mean, I love NASCAR. Yeah. And even I, with three races to go, Jimmy Johnson had the whole damn race locked up. I mean, it didn't matter who the hell won. Well, now and so if I'm watching the last three races and my driver gets wrecked or he's having a bad day or something like that and there's no way he's winning, I'm not going to sit there and watch it. I'm just going to go off and do whatever the hell I'm doing that day, you know? Well, that's the uh, that was the old before so I, the point the before the playoff yeah, system. I that was the old the old the, point, the old system, point system, system. that yeah. when you Which have somebody is like outdated. Terry Labonte wins a championship without winning a race, but yes. wins it on points. Help Bobby Bobby uh, Bobby Moffitt. It is named Bobby Moffitt from the trucks. Yeah, he he won the championship with the playoffs without winning a race. Yeah. And, I mean, they, and you know you know, NASCAR hated that because that is not what they wanted this playoffs to be. They did not want someone to win without winning a race. Well, but and somebody did. And, I mean, if you're that consistent, then you're going to be able to win a championship, you know. And, but, to me, what NASCAR wanted it to be was exactly what happened when Chase won his championship in 2020. He got to so – Chase has been in the playoffs every single year of his – career 
he got to the playoffs. He is about to get eliminated in the final eight. He goes and wins the race, gets himself into the final four, and then wins the championship race and wins the championship. I think that is what NASCAR intended the playoffs to be, to where somebody comes in, they win a race, boom, bam, they go into this uh, championship race, and then they win that race. You know, and then bam, they're the champion. You know, it's not, it's not, hey, I got second all year long. It's, hey, I won five races this year, and then I won the championship. I think that's what they wanted. They were tired of people winning, winning championships while finishing third or best all year long because of points. Well, there was no emphasis on winning under the old right. system. Like winning doesn't matter. It's only, what, five points more than second place? Right. Well, and, and like I said, under the old system, winning, it was finishing in the top ten. If you could finish yeah. the top ten, the chances are you were going to be the points leader by the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and any system has an ability to be manipulated uh, over over enough given time. Somebody will figure out how to manipulate a system to where they can try to move forward and reap the benefits from it. <clears throat> Uh, the problem is, like I said, with NASCAR, what they have done is they have made the sport to where it's harder to have a dominating individual that can, you know, have somebody to root for when that's not how sports are built. Yep. You know, people want to see Michael Jordan dominate. People want to see LeBron James dominate. People want to yep. see Patrick Mahomes dominate, Tom Brady dominate. They want to see that. They don't want to see every year somebody winning that. That sh has no business being there. Right. And I mean, like, granted, all the props in the world to Ricky Stenhouse for winning that 500 because he was, it's not his fault he was the last one at no, the he end was right the there. survivor. It's not his fault he was the survivor. And props on him for beating all those top drivers. He beat Larson. You know, he beat uh, Joey Logano, beat all those top guys. And all those guys are perennial Daytona winners, you know. He beat them all, so props to him. But he should have never been there. You know, I mean, really, in all honesty, that caution at the end while Kyle Busch was leading was total bullshit. Dude was all the way down in the pits, and they threw a caution flag. Yeah. It, that's total bullshit. And then what happens is the car cannot battle when it comes to aero package. When they take off together, it is all aero. That's all it is. It has nothing to do with the car. It has nothing to do with the driver. It has everything to do with how I can put air on this car next to me. So what happens is Kyle Busch takes off. Well, this back row backs up, catches each other, and just shoves each other all the way in front of him, and he loses. Even though, arguably, Kyle Busch had the best car of the day of anybody. Even even the cars that wrecked. Yeah, and, you know, they, like I said, they've made Daytona a, a, a survival sport. It's not. It's turning into Talladega Junior. Yeah, well, it, it's it's not a sport to where I've got the best car and I can dominate. No, I'm it doesn't dominate. matter if you yeah. got the best car. I'm just going to survive. Yeah, it's a matter of – that's why you, you see well, him follow the leader. Watch, uh, watch iRacing. Watch the iRacing guys when they do Daytona races. What do they do? The top guys in iRacing, they move all the way to the back. 
and they wait until the last 50 laps to even start moving up through the field because they let all those guys wreck each other. Right. You remember me and you were playing? Hell, you couldn't even get through a damn race without wrecking. Right. I mean, people were wrecking you. Hell, you wrecked me before the race even started. Because <laughs> you didn't know how to drive. Yeah. But people are wrecking each other under caution and all this other bullshit, yeah. you know? It's like – and I know it's exaggerated when it comes to racing and things like that. That's not really how those cars drive, things like that. But essentially, it's the same thing. Those guys are okay to hang out in the back, let everybody wreck, and then go. I mean, like Chase – Granted, he didn't have the best car at Daytona. He even notably said he had a bad car and he was having a bad weekend. But yeah, and there was he nothing. got caught up in a wreck yeah. after he done already passed like 15 cars. So it shows me he either figured something out. I mean, good drivers are always going to figure something out and start moving up. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll fi- they'll find a way to get that car moving. Yeah, good drivers. So he he moved up, I think, 15 or 16 places. Then the big one happened, and he gets caught up in the wreck, and he almost gets through it, and a car shoots up from the grass and hits him and takes him out. Broke, breaks all this shit in the back end, all that, and he's done. You know? And it's like, well... And then Blaney, I think, got... Didn't Blaney get taken out in the same wreck? And Blaney and Chase... So. Blaney and Chase were, what, one and two on odds-on favorite to win the race, Right. Yeah, they probably were. I mean, it's like I said, you know, these Daytona, if they're worried about the speed and, and you know, and what were they, 190? They were going, they, were, they got up to 194. Uh, when Suarez was in first, yeah. he was going 194. And so. That's damn near 200 miles an hour. Yeah, but they've slowed the tra- They've slowed mm-hmm. this down year after year. They keep slowing it down. Hell. At and one time, weren't they going about 210? About it, if they're worried about that much speed, then take the spoilers off. Yeah. Make it you to know, where they're squirting. Make the cars where they get loose, so therefore they they'll slow down on their they'll own. They'll slow down on their own because they have to have traction. Yeah, they can't control it. You know, and but then, when then you, the top drivers will start showing because they're the ones who can handle that car out of control. Yeah. I mean, you Granted, know. Granted, Kyle Busch will probably win every damn race after that because that dude drives his car out of control. Well, but, but still, I'd rather see that. Yeah. And, you know, instead of then seeing this Then somebody sport, getting beaten by somebody who just happened to be in the right place at the right time and pushed his way to the front because of arrow. Well, and it comes down to the last... It comes down to the last two laps. And, and, yeah. and th- this is what NASCAR well, has done to themselves. So, a buddy of mine, I got him in to, uh, to NASCAR. He's been watching it. He he started watching roughly halfway through the season last year, and then he's watched uh, this year, obviously. And uh, he texted me, and he was like, he's like, man, he's like, are they just going to ride around together all all day long and, uh, you know, right behind one another? I said, yeah, looks like it. He goes, and then they're going to wait till five laps in, turn this into a destruction derby. I said, probably, because he watched all last year. And what was happening they would race a clean race all day long, and it would be a good race. Then they get to five laps to go, and they start turning each other around, wrecking, <coughs> e- wrecking each other into the wall, and all this other bull crap. And it's like, come on, dude. It's like, you, you've got to race better than that. Come on. Well, like I said, that, that's NASCAR has got a lot of soul searching to do, let's say, uh, because they have slowly but surely watched their audience dwindle. Uh, and I know every sport 
is manipulating the rules as much as they can now. But I've yeah. watched NASCAR for over 40 years. And I have to say the last 10 years, it, it, you know, I really have to force myself to sit and watch a race now because there's nobody can be dominating in any race or yeah. just- It's not safe. Well, Nobody's it's, safe. Well, even that, it's just the, the fact that they have played so much on the unpredictability factor. Yeah. It's what's the point of watching the a whole race, mile when race the last 10 when the last minutes. 10 rate the last 10 laps is going to determine who the winner is via yeah. who doesn't wreck out because for one nobody has any respect for the other guy no they'll turn your ass to win a race and sure. then they chalk it up as well I do anything to win the race it's like yeah but you just turned the dude who was whooping everybody's ass all day you turned him into the wall how is he going to defend that so second place actually has a better shot of winning the race than first place. Because yeah. if second place can get on first place's ass, they're going to turn them around and boom, there you go, you win. Yeah. And nobody's punishing these dudes for that. Well, like I say, you know. It, I mean, how, how many times did you see Chase in his rookie year what, have, what, four races where he should have won and he got spun out or wrecked on the last lap yeah. because he's a rookie He's a rookie, so they're going to push him around. Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, all them, spinning him out and wrecking him on the last lap. It took, it took uh, what, two years after that when I finally told you, and I was like, I was like, do you see him when he got, he got turned over by Denny Hamlin? He fucking smashed Hamlin's car into the wall, and he jumps out, and he's like, you know, what the fuck? I was like, when he turned into an asshole, that's when they finally started respecting him. And then they quit doing all that crap. Yeah. But to me, that shouldn't be glorified to where if somebody's beating you, your only objective is to put them in the wall and that's how you're going to win. To me, that's not, that shouldn't be how you're going to win a race. You know, but no. they, they glorify it. They're like, oh, he did everything he had to do to win the race. It's like, no, fuck that dude. He turned this dude around to win. Yeah. Well, and like I said, you know, so many of these races now are coming down to it that the last five or six laps, somebody gets in the lead that gets up there not by being a better driver or a better car for that day, so to speak. They get up there because they've survived a wreck, and now, you know, people can't get around them, and then we go through this green-white checkered caution trial two or three times. And I think they're trying to get to green-white checkers on every race. And Doesn't that, it seem that's that way? Not, that's not... That's not. That's a, not NASCAR. That's well. That's not racing. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do that, just have three laps and let's be done with it. Yeah. You know, uh, because you know, I want to still see a dominant car that dominates. He may not win the race. Yeah. And that's part of the but challenge. But if he's if he's somebody, got a top car, somebody figures out, or he 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 overdrives his car and tears and it blows up, it up. Blows it up. Yeah. You know, gets the wheels. We've too, seen that plenty tires of Tires too hot or whatever. That's the point of having a 500 mile race. Yeah. You've got to be able to be dominant the entire damn race yeah. to win. You know, yeah. I mean, how many times have you seen Larson or, uh, you know, Denny Hamlin or Martin Truex, you know, just naming some of the top guys. How many times have you seen them come out and I mean, they've got a car that just flies to the front, 
And once they get out front, they're just whooping everybody. And then with about 100 laps to go, all of a sudden, that damn car won't do shit. And, and they just them. start going all the way to the and back. And there's nothing they can do to fix it. And there's it. nothing they can do to fix it. Because yep. they wore the car out driving 400 miles. You know, yep. and just tore it all to shit doing that. You know, it, there's a lot to NASCAR. Yes, you have to win. Yes, you have to get to the front. Yes, you need clean air. But you also need to be able to learn how to take care of that car for 500 miles. You know, that car, it's not a its not a down minivan that you're driving around going to Galveston or, you know, shit like that. This damn thing, you're running that sucker red line for 500 miles. And you got to make sure that you don't blow the engine doing it. And the best drivers are the ones who can figure that stuff out. But now, you might be able to figure it out. But you get to the end of the race, and if there's a car next to you in second place, and they happen to catch you without a green-white checkered, they're going to turn your ass around to win the race. And that, to me, seems like how NASCAR has become. I mean, my whole family goes to all the NASCAR races. We watch all the NASCAR races, and even my wife has said the same thing. She's like, She's like, I'm not going to come in here until there's about 50 laps to go. She's like, because it doesn't matter who's up front. You know, I'll tell her, I'll be like, hey, Chase is in the lead. She's like, how many laps? I'm like, oh, he's only 100 laps in. Tell me when they're 300 laps in. Yeah, you know? no, and, and, you know, and I, I get, you know, to some degree, that's part of racing. But the days of watching a driver you know is a mow strong, the field down a strong driver on this yeah. track uh that's to where the they're coming got, in and you're like you know, he's gonna be good today yeah you're like it don't matter where he qualified you know, this, he's this gonna is, be good this is a jeff gordon track this yeah. is a jimmy johnson yeah. track a tony stewart road track. courses road whatever courses. Jimmy yeah, John, whatever yeah, the track road courses is jeff gordon and tony stewart guys doesn't matter how good your car is you yeah. got to beat those guys yeah you know road courses have slowly become my favorite tracks and the reason being is... It's more emphasis on the driver. It doesn't matter how good your car is. Right. You might have a world beater, but if you can't drive that damn thing around the damn track, you yeah. ain't going to do shit. No, and that, that's... but there again, And I used to hate road courses when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Hated them. But now that I've gotten older, I start realizing the best drivers are the ones winning these road courses mm -hmm. because it takes a real driver to win it. You know, you got to take well, rights, it's, it's, lifts, it's, brakes. It's separating... It's separating the drivers, the drivers. versus the the uh, drafters, yeah. pretty much. And, and, drivers you know, versus drafters. And to me, it's it's like I said, you know, the, these younger guys that are coming up, they're, they're the best drivers in the world. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But the reality is that they're not. No one is dominating NASCAR. Right. No one. I mean, Which, and, I mean, I guess is a good thing, really. But is it? That's what I'm saying. I mean, without a dominant player, you, you've got I mean, to have... They, they did have... A do, you know, so, you've got to have certain dominance. You've got to have somebody to root against. Well, either that or somebody to get measured against. I, I, think, I think rooting against is bigger than rooting for, you know? Having having this this guy, well, you got more fan. You got definitely a bigger fan base that'll root against because yeah. if you, if you look at like the NFL, you got thirty two teams. Yeah, you got more. You got to find one you against hate. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Oh yeah, then that Cowboys have more fans. Not by much, but you do have thirty one teams yeah. that want to watch Dallas. Anytime the Cowboys fall. play, 
we want you to lose. That's the mentality. Right. And, you know, uh, and like I said, it, and I'm sure it, it was the same with like, me. with granted, NASCAR is a little different just because in NASCAR, you have a favorite driver and you stick with them no matter what, whether they're having a good year or bad year. So like the, the Earnhardt versus Gordon years. You don't have that anymore. You don't have it anymore. But the Earnhardt versus Gordon years, you had a whole legion of fans that were hardcore Earnhardt, and you had a whole legion of fans that was hardcore Gordon. And they talked shit to each other in the stands. Yeah. And both of them, would, they would cheer if Earnhardt passed Gordon in 11th place. Right. They didn't care. Right. It was all about their driver, right. which is how NASCAR should be. Right. Now, you know, it's... I mean, they do have a bunch of new fans, you know, which is good. They should have new fans. But, but those new fans, it, it's, not, it's not the way it used to be. Like me, when I watch NASCAR, I've got a favorite driver, and I only care what that driver does. You know, I only care if he's winning. I don't, I don't give a crap about any of the other guys. Mm -hmm. You know, if he's not winning, I'm pissed. If but, he is winning, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, and that is what a true NASCAR fan does they are hardcore in, i mean you've been to the races you go up there these people show up in full out gear they've got flags they've got all this shit, and they are hardcore every single lap that their driver comes around they're cheering them you no, know and no, that's you, nascar that, that, that's what i'm saying you got to have something to cheer for in that regard to me yeah. it, and that's that's what drivers I, yeah are, that's what i told my kids too you know, when I was getting them in a, just same way that you got me in a NASCAR. Right. Well, when I got my kids in NASCAR, I said, you have to pick a driver. You you can't enjoy NASCAR without a favorite driver. Yeah. I'm and, like, so you have to pick one. And what they pick, they all picked mine, except for Kinsley. She picked Kyle Busch. And that was her driver. And they love going because she loves when Kyle Bush is whooping everybody's ass and we're all sitting there pissed because Chase got wrecked. Well, and that, that's fine. You know, I mean, uh, back when Dale Earnhardt Sr. was control, you know, was the yeah. main, you know, the main draw. I mean. How was he at Texas? Was he pretty good? I, I never saw him race. He passed away uh, before you know, I watched. He, he died in the early 2000s. Texas wasn't. It had only been going for about four or five years. Oh, okay. Point. He I ever mean, win Texas? Oh, yeah, you'd have to go back and look. I mean, he might have. Uh, but, I mean, still, you knew Dale Earnhardt was going to be a threat. Darryl every Waltrip race. was going to be a threat at every race. The, you know, they didn't have junk race cars. They didn't have them. You know, yeah. I, I mean – you know, Jeff Gordon didn't have a junk race car till the car tomorrow came out. You know, to where you're hearing Tony Stewart on the radio say this, you know, this this car's a pile of shit. You know, and yep. you know, and uh and they're you know, they're sitting there the whole race trying to just make the car stay on the lead lap almost. But they can't pass anybody. They can't yep. make up enough difference. They can't strategize enough to get the car to get in the front. And that's that's not what racing is. Racing is, yeah. you know, this is what I brought to the track. What did you bring to the track? You know, back when Bill Elliott 
dominated in the 80s. Right. And that's the reason why they got the restrictor plates now. <clears throat> yeah, because he, he would, would take those cars he to would unbelievable dominate so speeds. much at the super speedways because he had a fast car. Now, did that mean that he dominated at other tracks? Maybe not necessarily, but if it was more conducive to his driving style to be on a certain racetrack, he was going to be the hard one to beat. And yep. he won a championship or two doing it. So Earnhardt never won at Texas, but Earnhardt Jr. got yeah, his Earnhardt first Jr. win. Yeah, I was at that race. He got his first win yeah, at Texas. Yeah, at Texas, yeah. I, you know, I was at that race. Um, Were you? Yeah. And, uh, but Earnhardt Sr. never won at Texas. And probably, like you said, it was too new. Yeah, it was only been running because I think the first inaugural race was And he passed away, hell, what, four, four years after 2001, 2002, whatever. 2001, uh, I think. Um, you know, but like I said, you know, and Talladega and Daytona were Dale Earnhardt racetracks. He just never won Daytona until his 20th attempt. 2001. 2001. So it was a four-year-old race. Well, three-year-old, really, because he died early 2001 at Daytona. Uh, yeah. So. Blocking for Michael Waltrip. Yeah, and, you know, and there again, Michael Dale Waltrip. Jr. I think the only two or three races he won he only Daytona. No, he's only won two races. And the only two yeah. races ever won were Daytona 500. Well, now, I will – he did win a race – that wasn't at Daytona. What did he win? All-star race? He won. I was at that all-star race. Is that what he won, an all-star? Yeah, he won an all-star race. I about to say, because he at, never at won Charlotte. anything else. Back, so. when it was back when it was locked at Charlotte. And then, and Just back, happened to go. Back huh? in the 90s, he won an all-star race at Charlotte. Was that back when, uh, who was that dirt driver? Uh, number 11. Steve Kinzer. Is that when he was driving the all-star race? Remember when they used to bring in all these top drivers from other sports that to race the, the all-star? They would run the IROC. Okay. That was the, and so they would mix up all the drivers that came from every sport. Now, Steve Kinzer did run, drive NASCAR for a year. He just wasn't very good. He just wasn't very good. Yeah. He, he well, was fucking And there's dominant. probably a lot of reasons. He was dominant in World of Outlaws. Oh, yeah. Well, there's probably a lot of reasons why. I'm not going to say Steve Kinzer couldn't have been a better NASCAR driver. Yeah. I think there was – a lot of factors that probably went into that. But like I said, every sport, you've got to have a villain. And yeah. and you got to have somebody to root for. You're right. Yeah. You have and to have the your problem favorite is driver. when you can't see consistency, it it's makes hard to it have real a hard driver. to look at, look at who am I rooting for yeah. this year or that year. It's very you hard. You know, it's like when you got into the sport, Casey Kane was your driver. Yep. Yeah. And you got indoctrinated and the, real the fast. Reason, the reason he became my favorite driver yeah. is because I went to a race, the and very first NASCAR race, and he dominated. And, and then got la off. he got lapped because yep. he pitted when a caution came out. Yep. He comes back, passes every single car on the track, and is one lap away from winning that race. Half a lap away. I mean, he was what on that dude's door. Uh, at the end, Elliot Sadler. Elliot Sadler actually won yep. that race. Yeah, yep. he was yet, on he, his another door. half a lap. He would have beat him. He, yep. he had clearly the fastest car. Oh, it was unbelievable. And he, like you said, and he got caught. He was winning using the top side. Yeah, he was racing the wall. I mean, when he would come by us, you could barely see his car. He was so close to the damn wall. And yet, you saw him. And he was a – I don't remember. He was a rookie. Was he a rookie? Yep, okay, he, he might have been a rookie. He was going for his first and win. And yet he was – and 
for that year, everybody thought he was. You remember what be I told you, Jeff Gordon? You remember what I told you after that race? Yeah, I said I want his shirt. Yeah, and we got and you we a shirt. went and got it. Yep. Yeah, and that became your favorite driver. Yep, until he retired. Yeah, and but he. I mean, never, he was he was my see, favorite all the way through see, the Hendrick years. What I'm saying is that without that dominance, yeah, you wouldn't have been a Casey Kane fan. No, I would have probably picked somebody else because you would have been an Elliott Sadler fan. Yeah, because he won the race. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's where the sport is different now. Yeah. But the, sitting there watching the race in real time, and me and you were sitting there going like, "Look at him! He is just passing somebody yeah. every lap." Yeah. And remember, me and you were like, "He's going to pull this off. He's going to get all the way back up there and win." Yeah. And he didn't, but he damn sure made that race exciting, didn't he? Yeah. Well, no. Question. And that he was probably the talking, most exciting you know, Texas race twenty years ago. Had to be twenty years ago, and we're still talking about yeah. it. Yeah, and so, it had. I've even, I've even pulled it and up I on. I can't even tell you what happened last week at Daytona. I've even pulled it up and showed my wife is how memorable that race is. Yeah, I was like, you won't understand. I'm like, you have to watch this race. I'm like, this dude right here. I'm like, he got lapped. He fought through. He didn't get the lucky dog. He literally passed the field, which means. He Did they even have the lucky dog? Back I then? don't think so. He passed Elliot Sadler and came yeah. all the way back through the field and got second. Yeah. No, and that's, Which was that's, insane. that's exactly my point of why you root for the people you do. They do something outstanding yeah. that is head and shoulders above the rest. It didn't matter yeah, that Casey Kane you know, you know never why. had a championship. It didn't matter that he didn't win more than about what, He was 15, memorable. 15, 20. Hell, I, mean, I, 15 think, I think he won victories? 20 something races. 20, whatever. I mean, you know. Later in his career, driver. he started winning a lot. He was a good driver. He had Abraham as his. And then one, once he, or, once Dodge left and he got with Hendrick, uh, me and Sam, we were watching a race. And when he won that Brickyard 400 at yeah. Indianapolis and he got out of the car and he just collapsed on the ground, yeah. she was like, she's like, he's hurt. And he couldn't even talk. Because he was so exhausted. Yeah. And you could tell, like, this guy right here, he's just not into this no more. Like, and that's that was Casey Kane's downfall. He he was so good, never became the top guy, but he was so good. But and he, 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 he just got to a point to where he it just wasn't in it anymore. He wasn't into it. He didn't care if he won. He didn't give a shit about none of that shit. Even when he won, he was just kind of like, eh, you know, well, whatever. You know, for whatever reason, it turned out that his he, you know, he was interesting to watch. And I know, oh, I love. We him. rooted love for him. him for many years because uh, oh, we yeah. thought he was going to be, you know, because I had the luxury of watching Gordon win his first race. Yeah, and you know, live. And, yeah, you know, Gordon win at Texas first. Or no, you, you his first race, I believe. Was Dover? I think is when he won his first race. Uh, at that time, I was able. I was traveling the country, you know, being in the military. <clears throat> got a chance to go watch it. Got to go to a lot of these races on the East Coast. Uh, we didn't have a Texas race then, and uh, you know, but and you know, he became one of my favorite drivers. I was always yep. a Dale Earnhardt fan, and I was always a Daryl Waltrip fan. Yeah, uh, you know Bill Elliott fan. 
Yeah. Um, you know, several Bill Elliott you know, car the right there. Brothers. That number nine uh, is not Casey Kane. That's Bill Elliott. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so because those guys, you know, Richard Petty, I mean, those guys, you know, they, they weren't, they weren't guys that, you know, like Michael Waltrip had a, had a good opportunity with NASCAR. Um, you know, he wins two races, but he spends, what, 22, 25 years in the sport. Doing nothing. Yeah. And basically, you know, I mean, you know, Darrell Waltrip was a dominating driver. Yep. He won three or four championships, whatever the case was. And, uh, but, you know, for Michael Waltrip to stay in a sport only to win two races. Yeah. That, 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 and yet still get all those sponsors and all, yeah, the, and, all know, the fame. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and granted, that that's kind of the downfall of sometimes where NASCAR has been, you know. But I really thought that by and see Walter, where, where we that, are today, yeah. I really thought NASCAR would be a bigger sport. It's shrunk in it the last sh- it 10. It should have. It, you know, to where it has, these drivers, it has picked up. It has definitely picked up the last or the end of last year to this year. They actually sold out Daytona. You know they haven't done that in like five years. Well, I, I can, I can, I can believe it because Texas doesn't sell out. Yeah. Well, I will tell you. Last time I went, you know, there was a shit ton of people. Now, granted, not like when me and you went. No, back when, when me they and you had would go, you were like this. You back were shoulder when the backstretch. So yeah, you were shoulder to shoulder know, so, in that I mean, fucking place. I'm, I'm just saying that. NASCAR, you know, I mean, there's a reason why they're not nationally televised yeah. anymore. I mean, you know, they're on FS1 most of the race. And see, I think, you know, going back to how we were talking about Casey Kane, you know, rookie year, you know, I always, for whatever reason, always, ever since Casey Kane, I've always gravitated to guys that are just starting, you know. And so I remember Chase Elliott when he was coming up and he got into the truck series. Because I yeah. remember his last name. Because yeah. it, it sparked something because I remember Bill Elliott. And I was like, oh, that must be his son or something. So I look it up. It is his son. Yeah. Well, it ain't just his son. He's fucking good. Yeah. And he wins a truck championship. Yeah. I'm like, damn, okay. Then he goes and wins a fucking Xfinity championship. Yeah. I'm like, well, damn. And Kinda then they say. Right to passage. Yeah, then they say, yeah, he is the driver who has worked his way through. He didn't just come up spoon-fed to NASCAR. He won both championships, trucks and Xfinity, then came to Cup and won that damn championship. But before that, what I was telling, like telling Sam, you know, I'm bringing my kids and my wife and stuff to the races. And I tell them, I'm like, you have to pick a driver. I'm like, if you don't pick a driver, you're not going to enjoy this. I'm like, yes, it's cool for a couple laps that these cars are going that damn fast. I'm like, but if you don't have a driver you're rooting for, you're going to get bored. You're going to cut out. You're going to be done. But I'm like, so pick a driver. And they're like, well, who's your driver? I'm like, well, damn, that's a good damn question. I don't really know. I'm like, Casey Kane's my driver. He retired by that time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, who do I like? So I'm looking through the field and I'm looking through, uh, we had the program or whatever. I'm looking through and I'm like, Chase Elliott, I'm like, Chase Elliott is in the in the Cup Series now? I'm like, okay. I'm like, I know I've seen him in Xfinity, 
you know, last year or whatever. I'm like, he's in the pros. I'm like, well, hell, let's go with Chase. And he was number 24. I said, hell, I said, hell, I said, he's got Gordon's number. So I tell Sam, I'm like, let's go with Chase. She's like, oh, I like his name. I'm going with him. (laughs) That was her thing. I like his name. I'm going with him. Then the girls are like, okay, which one's Chase? I said, he's number 24. Watch that 24 car. Because we went when he was a rookie. I said, watch when he comes around, that 24 car. They said, okay. And then Kinsley, she was already in Kyle Busch because he's number 18. He's an M&M's car, and she's going with M&M's. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. Chase comes out, and he puts on a damn good performance his rookie year at Texas. I mean, I think he he started in the back at like 30-something. He got all the way up to damn near 10th. And they were like, the whole time, you know, every time he passed somebody, you know, they're like, yeah, 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 you know, the whole time. How you do when you watch your favorite driver race. After that, they were hooked. Took him to his hauler, got him shirts, all this different shit, and it was on after that. You know, and I think the reason I gravitated to him is the Casey Kane effect. Casey Kane was a rookie when I, I finally, you know, that was my guy. And so what I wanted to do, I wanted to pick a rookie. I wanted to pick somebody who's never done anything in the Cup Series and get behind him. And we did. We picked him. And just so happens, a couple years later, what, four years after he was a rookie, won championship? You know, and I called, hell, Sam cried. (laughs) I called her and I said, hey, you will not guess what just happened. She's like, don't you tell me that. And I said, he just won. I'm like, he won the race and won the championship. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, and I missed it because she wasn't home. She comes home, so I replayed everything. She starts crying. I was yeah, like, no. that, that's the difference between NASCAR and, like, football. Well, You know, football, if the Cowboys lose, I'm not going to cry. I don't give a fuck. If they, I mean, I'm going to be pissed, but I'm not going to – it's not going to ruin my day, you know. When it comes to NASCAR, people that, – that is the deal with NASCAR fans. They are emotionally invested in those drivers. You know, same with Sam. She's emotionally invested in Chase Elliott. When he wins, she feels like she wins. And well, it's the same for root Yeah, same for me. If he wins, I feel like I win. Right. You know, if he loses, I feel like I'm losing. You no, know? No, well, I think that's anybody that watches a sport, whenever you're introduced to the sport, you tend to gravitate to somebody young, a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can catch them before they get good. Right. You know, because let, let's let's face it, what's going to happen what's going to happen to this driver or this athlete once he does become big and famous, it's like the cat's out of the bag. At that point. The story's because all you know everybody's gonna be his fan then. You know, there, there's no the story is has yeah. already been written. Yeah, everybody, you know, you everybody's his fan after you know, that. I mean, I remember, you know, the, well, I, I think really the last driver. I mean, hell, even Casey, had, even Casey, what, what was the highest he got in the championship run? He got second one year, didn't he? I don't remember. I think he did. I think he got second you to know. Jimmy Johnson one year. I mean, you know, it, it's, you know, Tony Stewart had the charisma. Yeah, off the track. I mean, he was also a. Dick, but that was part of. The but charisma. that was part of his character, right? And, and you know, he 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 harnessed that. Yeah, 
just like Dale Earnhardt Sr. had that charisma. Yeah. I mean, even NASCAR fans, not even, you know, non-NASCAR fans, all they had to do was listen to Dale Earnhardt talk. Yeah. They, they knew they he hooked. was business. Yeah. They were hooked yeah. to what he had. You know who he reminds me of is uh, who's that country uh, country actor? Uh, is it Tom Tom Elliott or something like that? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Reminds me a lot of him. Like, when you hear him talk, you can tell he's all business. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's well, kind of how Earnhardt was. Right. All and, business. And that went along. That's what helped develop the sport. It, it, made, it made him attractive to these redneck, off-the-grid fucking fans. You know, that was their guy because that's how yeah. they are, yeah. you know? And when you relate to somebody, typically that's where you stand. Well, that's what you have to do. You have to relate. And, you know, like I said, you take any sport. The, the attraction is watching somebody develop yeah. and then become just as good or better than what, what you thought. Is. Yeah, what you thought they were going to be. I, I mean, it doesn't matter how many touchdowns somebody throws, but if they, you know, but when they do great things week yeah. in and week out, they're going to garner more fans. Especially when, and like you said, it's being there before that happens kind of thing. Yeah, you know, well, when you could be like, I had a Dak Prescott jersey before he became a star quarterback. You know, shit right. like that. Right, and we sat and watched <clears throat> him grow as a rookie and we were all by the end of the year going, we got something. Yeah. We got something with this guy. Yeah. You know. And it's the same with NASCAR. You know, you're looking for the next Jimmy Johnson. But the you know, problem. I would, I, would say, I would say the next Tony Stewart or the next Jeff Gordon, but Jimmy Johnson is just better than both those guys. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean Jimmy Johnson was. As, as a know, natural he driver. He was the best driver of his era. As a natural driver, I would say probably Jeff Gordon's probably. I mean, probably one of the greatest drivers that's ever even got inside of a car. You know, I mean, he's this pretty boy from California, and he comes and he just smacks Dale Earnhardt right in the mouth, saying, "I'm not going to bow down to you like everybody else in this in this garage," because that's what everybody did. Everybody bowed down to Earnhardt because they were all scared of him. They all tre tre treated him with respect for one, but. They all bowed down to him. They were scared of what he would say to him, and I think Gordon wasn't. He was like, fuck it. Let's do it. Well, Gordon stepped into a role and became a dominating driver through the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, you know, really in spite of what Earnhardt was – the, the the face of NASCAR. Oh yeah, you, you I mean, hell, even to drivers. this day, he's still one of the faces of NASCAR. Well, he is. I mean, you know, uh, but the problem NASCAR has gotten into, they are the only sport that doesn't promote the rookies. No, they, they are the only. They sport, don't promote their drivers. Period. You know, they are the only sport that doesn't recognize the up and coming. I've, I've guys. said the same thing. It's like, why do you not promote these guys' personality? I mean, they have personalities. They're all doing, like, Twitch streams where they're racing on iRacing. They're interacting with fans. They're doing all this shit. Why do you not push that? Promote it. Push it. Get these guys fans. 
you can't just be happy with Chase having 90% of the NASCAR fans behind him. You need these young guys to get these fans behind them, you know? And for whatever reason, NASCAR has always been behind the ball on that crap. They, well, they've always done it. You know, they created these Makes no leagues. sense. Makes no sense. And the problem is when they when they created the, the Bush series or the Xfinity series, whatever the sponsor is today, and the truck series, uh, they allowed the top guys to jump down in it. And yes, to, to garner more people, and they coming. come in and, and they just know, whoop everybody's ass is what happens. But the problem is, the young guys trying to come up <laughs> don't get to shine. Yeah. And to me, I'd rather see a Chase Elliott that was in, went yeah. through the Xfinity and the Truck Series and won championships in both of them, and it transferred into NASCAR. One champion, but look he's how got, many drivers. I mean, how many drivers have won championships in every league the NASCAR well, has? It has saying, to be a small you know, number, I right? I mean, but look how many drivers that went from one one to the other yep. and flat disappeared yep. in NASCAR. Yep. Because they didn't, they they really didn't. They weren't ready. They, they weren't. They weren't dominating. Yep. Uh, who was the kid that used to drive the subway car? Uh, retired young. Oh, are you talking about uh, Edwards? Yeah, Carl Edwards. You know, he I, he either won a truck series or he won – he went from the trucks, I think, to NASCAR. I thought he won a truck series championship, yeah. then went to NASCAR. Yeah, went to NASCAR, and he was a good driver. Oh, he's damn, damn good. He was a good driver, but he never won a championship, never really even got close to winning one. You know, but he would win races. Yeah. Uh, oh, he'd, yeah, he'd win a lot of races. You know, but, but there have, again, that kind of proved, you know, he belonged there, maybe. Yeah. But I'd rather see the Xfinity and the Truck Series be nothing but a way to, way you to know, bring the, the pro drivers, but they're not NASCAR drivers. Yep. I'd rather see somebody dominate that league that's ready to move up, like a college, high school, whatever the case may be. Yep. And to me, I always thought Xfinity as college. That's what it, it should be a grooming, a developmental. I thought so. Race, not something where so the to t- me, top 10 or 10 NASCAR drivers jump out into it and dominate yeah. the To me, thing. the way it should be is how Chase Elliott moved up into yeah. the cup. He right. won the truck. That got him a sponsorship right. into Xfinity. He won that championship. That got him moved up right. into, well, granted, he got moved up into a top team. But it's because he won those but two he championships. Won two championships yeah. in two other leagues. And so. then even now, I mean, like you said, I'm not really a big fan of like top tier drivers moving down, like Kyle Busch moving down into Xfinity and stuff, because they're going to fucking win every time. I mean, yeah. every time Kyle goes down to Xfinity, he whoops everybody's ass. Right. You know, and it's the same with Chase. Chase has moved down in a truck series. Hell, he's got like three damn wins. I think he's I think he's done like five races and won like three times. Right. So it's like, well, there's no challenge. It's like I understand sponsors and getting your sponsor out in front of everybody, but there's no challenge challenge for these guys. They're coming down, they're just kicking the shit out of everybody. Well, and I just I don't buy the fact that they allow these guys down there so they can get more fans in the in the seats. To yeah. me, your, your young story, guys need to make your the fans. Your young guys need yeah. to be the story. I mean, hell. 
you can't tell me that. You can't tell me that you're doing that for the fans, bringing in fans when you got guys like Noah Graxon, who is a charismatic guy. You've got uh, Gibbs, Ty Gibbs. You got all these young drivers who you could push and make a big name, but you're not. Right. You know, and it's like, why not? It's like, push these guys, get them out there. You know, hell, Chase is about fucking, uh, as much as I love him, Chase is about, uh, about interesting as a goddamn wet piece of cardboard. Yeah. But I love, don't get me wrong, I love him, but he's not an interesting guy. He is a quiet, He's just like his dad. He's quiet, keeps to himself, yeah. doesn't really let off a whole lot of what he's thinking, don't really tell you what's going on. I mean, when he won the championship, yes, he was very happy, he let a bunch of emotion out. He was crying when he got out of his truck or car. Great. That's because you caught him off guard. He didn't think he was going to win that championship that day. Right. You caught him off guard. But for the most part, he's pretty collective. He keeps himself pretty pretty you know, subdued. He don't really say anything. He's pretty quiet. He doesn't really show emotion. He doesn't do any of that. Yet he's the most popular driver out there five yeah. years in a row. Yeah. So that just shows me if you just take some of these younger guys and just push them just a little bit, and they don't even have to do anything. If you just push them enough to where you show video clips of them or show their childhood, that's why Chase is so enduring to everybody in NASCAR, because his dad was a dominant NASCAR racer. Well, but he also, you know, he did win the championship. And he won all those championships, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's 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 that connection. People, there again, if Michael Jordan had a son that played in the NBA, everybody's going to be him. his fan, yep. You know, uh, you know, but the, the fact is that that's what NASCAR – used to be that's not what nascar is today no and it's slow it keeps moving further and further away from the whole star concept yeah and i th and, and to me i think that's where nascar has been wrong about it and that's why we're seeing the, the maybe decline. instead of promoting these stars you need to start promoting some of these younger drivers well, promote each league as it yeah. is well i mean you know, to me instead of allowing here's how you get fans as nascar yeah. get new fans you yeah. know how you get new fans? Like we talked about earlier. You have to have a favorite driver. Mm -hmm. Get these new fans to find a favorite driver, a young guy who's going to be here for years, and they're going to watch that guy for years. Yeah. Like Noah Gragson. He just got to cut. If somebody became his you know, favorite fan or whatever, they're going to be able to watch him for the next 10 years. Yeah. You know? Hell, I'm a Chase fan. I've been watching him. I didn't even realize this for damn near seven years. Yeah. It's like, shit, time flies by. You've yeah. got to find a favorite driver, pick him, and then roll with him. Well, like I said, I think... Especially know, if they're good. People want to see the champions dominate. They don't want to see the champions luck out into a championship. They yeah. want to see somebody dominate. Like Kyle Larson... When he won it. Oh, yeah. That was a dominating. That was a dominating. And that was the first dominating he champion so we've had. You know that Larson, like you're about to say, you know Larson, he would have won no matter what 
point structure it was. Yeah. He was champion he in every point structure. And, but the that, old school, the, the yep. year after, the year after, and the new playoff right. section. So he would have won no matter what. No, he you not, never. He you have not dominant. seen that. You have you, not you seen, that. seen that. That's the you know in. I would say the last ten years, even Chase's championship, he didn't dominate that. No, year. no, not he at won all. He got race. hot. He got, at, he got hot at the end. Yep. Yeah, and he, he won every race at the end. You know, but he wasn't a dominating driver. I mean, what Chase won three races in a row, and that's what yeah. won his championship. Yeah, which if you do that in the playoffs, you deserve a championship. You know, but what Larson won 11, 12 races that year. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's dominant. Thirteen out of and, thirty-six and races. To, to watch him even lose, if he would have even lost that race, he was like second. Yeah, but Anytime if, if he, he would have lost that race, you you were watching to see he should have won. Should, yeah. Could he have pulled it off? Yeah, that's what I watched it for. I and was that, rooting for him, those, even those though stories don't exist. Even though Chase was in that playoff bracket, no. I was rooting for Larson right. because he had such a dominant year. It would have been a disappointment. If he didn't win, yeah, no, and that—that's what I'm saying. Even when Jimmy Johnson was winning seven championships, yeah, he had just as many fans wanting to watch him lose one. Oh hell yeah! You know, I mean, every time, every time that, me and you would go, you he would be have, one of the biggest booed yeah, persons either in booed or Texas. Cheered, it doesn't yeah. matter. He was—he was probably what most. But fans he got a reaction. Yeah, and that's all that and mattered. You just don't have that. No, in NASCAR, you don't have it. Yep. All right, that's going to be it for today. We'll have another one next week.